release date thursday november 24th 2022 happy thanksgiving everybody welcome to another episode of tbd sportscast college football with your hosts i'm mason and i'm isaac Welcome to Season 3, Episode 17, Rivalry Week. Yep, this is our Rivalry Week preview coming into Week 13. Got some of the biggest rivalries in college football, and we are super excited to talk about it. But first, a little announcement. The TBD Sportscast College Football Awards Show voting has opened. Uh, the voting is now opened at the link in our Instagram bio, on Facebook, in the description in this YouTube video. Find it wherever you can and go vote. Once you've voted, go and share that with somebody else, with one of your friends that loves college football, and vote. This is the only award show where you get to choose the winners. Choose the candidate that best fits a winner of that specific category and join us in January for the third annual TBD Sportscast College Football Award Show to see if who you picked ended up winning. We don't know. We had some really weird stuff last year. A lot of Georgia players got picked. Joey was mad about it. Oh, well, because he couldn't be mad at me because go dogs. But it was y'all who picked him. So, yeah, please go vote. Voting closes on December 15th at 5 p.m. We'd love to have you vote. Please do. And uh, we'll see you in January. Now, let's get into some college football rivalry week 2022. The game. A tradition of rivalry like no other in college sports. A collision of ultimate proportions. So much is at stake. Our game of the week, the game. Tell them what it is, Isaac. Folks, our game of the week is third-ranked Michigan playing in Columbus at the Horseshoe at number two-ranked Ohio State at 12 p.m. on Fox. The spread being 7.5 in Ohio State's favor. We got some big playoff implications in this one for both teams. Both teams need to win this game. Obviously, that's not possible. (laughs) If Michigan wins, they are definitely in the playoff come selection Sunday. But even if Michigan wins, I think Ohio State most likely stays in, being that they're a one-loss team when they lost to the number three team. If Ohio State wins, Michigan's fate is ultimately controlled by the committee. It's only controlled by them. They no longer control their own destiny. And honestly, I think whether or not they get in depends on how they play. If it's a field goal or less, I think Michigan makes it in, being a one-loss team to the number two team in the country. But if they lose by more than a touchdown... Yeah, Pac-12 champion USC or an ACC champion Clemson may make the playoff. There's a lot of different things that can happen here. I mean, TCU could lose. TCU could win. You know, there's a lot of playoff implications, but I think, honestly, this is our game of the week because this is the most important one in college football because it ultimately decides so many fates for the college football playoffs for so many teams. Well, unfortunately, I got it first. I think that Ohio State's offense looks really good. But every time they've come up against a good defense, like Michigan has, they haven't played as well as they could have, right? So I think that it's going to cause some problems for C.J. Stroud. I think Michigan's offense has been a little lackluster. When you don't have Blake Corum, you know, running for 400 yards a game, then, you know, Michigan's offense isn't that productive. I think the first half is going to be crucial. We've seen Michigan a lot have a first half that is really lackluster and they're only winning by, you know, a field goal to a touchdown and then they hit the second half and they blank their opponents in the second half and they they win really 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 convincingly. So, I I don't know. I mean, I think that that first half is going to be really really important. So, ultimately who comes up with this? Well, kind of made my pick a couple weeks ago when I said 
no matter what, I'm not pulling for Ohio State. I can't pull for Ohio State, and I'm not going to pick based on that. So you know what? I'm picking Michigan to win the game in 2022. I think they'll go back-to-back. Last year, they got a win at home, and I think this year they're going to get a win at Ohio State in the shoe in year two, beating them twice in a row. Isaac, who you got? Well, Mason, you said a lot there, and and I, I agree with you on a lot of it. Uh, the problem for Michigan is going to be they, they, like you said, they have been a slow starting team for most of this year, and that's not going to fly on Saturday. When you when they go into Columbus, they're going to have to start fast. And honestly, I don't know. I mean, I think that either team obviously can win. I think, truthfully, I think the spread is probably pretty accurate. I think Ohio State has a better shot to win. Being at home, they're looking for revenge from last year. You know, Michigan has been has been a slow starting team. You know, we have the same conversation about TCU that we we'll get into later. Um, but all in all, I, I hate Ohio State. I really do. I hate them more than any team, even more than Bama. Um, but as much as it pains me, I like the Buckeyes to win this one. I think they'll probably take it by ten. Honestly, I think they'll cover the spread, um, and they may win by more than that. I think Michigan's going to have to come out fast and hard, and if they do. They have a great chance to, to prove me wrong, which, by the way, folks, I hope they do. Uh, I'm going to be pulling for Michigan harder than I ever pull for any Big Ten team. But um, I think it's going to be a good game. And if Michigan can start fast and, and, and slow down C.J. Stroud and the, and the Buckeye offense, they have a good shot. Uh, but unfortunately, I think the Buckeyes will probably take this one this weekend in Columbus as much as it pains me to say it. Yeah, man, I completely agree with you. I think that... I th- I think that Michigan, if they start fast, can win this game. I think that Ohio State makes it interesting, though. But I think even though I'm picking Michigan, I think Ohio State will most likely win this game. But I don't call them to cover the spread. I say a touchdown or less. I think that Michigan's defense is going to put Ohio State on upset alert, definitely. And I think what it really comes down to is Michigan's offense. Joey is picking Ohio State. If I had to guess, I'm I'm saying that he's picking Ohio State because of his record. <laughs> uh, I mean, no offense to the guy. Uh, he, I mean, he's trying to come back. I'm, you know what? I'm this week. I'm saying record be darned, and I'm picking who I want to pick. Gosh dang it! So we're in rivalry week, right? There's a lot of games that we want to talk about that we won't have time to get to. So being that it's rivalry week, we're gonna do something a little special. We're coming at you with TBD 2022 Rivalry Week Speed Round, baby. An eight-game blast of a bunch of different rivalries that we're not even going to talk about. We're just going to pick them on a whim. And I got Joey's picks right here. We're ready. All right. Three, two, one, go. Tulane at Cincinnati. Tulane. I got Tulane as well. Joey has Tulane as well. NC State at North Carolina. North Carolina. NC State. Joey has North Carolina. Florida at Florida State. Florida State. I got Florida. Joey has Florida State. Kansas at Kansas State. Kansas State. I got Kansas State. Joey has Kansas State. Number five, Coastal Carolina at James Madison. Coastal. Big time Coastal. Joey is also picking Coastal. All right, Louisville at Kentucky. Kentucky. I got Kentucky. Joey's picking Louisville. Wake Forest at Duke. Duke. I got Wake Forest. Joey has Wake Forest. All right, last one, LSU at Texas A&M. Go Tigers. Absolutely, LSU, and Joey's picking LSU. Woo! Those are some freaking games right there, dude. I tell you what, man, it's fast. It's hard to pick some of those because, I mean, some of these are going to be good. I mean, you got Tulane and Cincinnati. That's a ranked matchup. I mean, Coastal Carolina is ranked in the AP poll. I thought they should have been ranked in the in the college football playoff rankings, uh, being that they're 9-1 in the Sun Belt. But you know what? This is going to be a good game. James Madison, uh, they, they knocked off App State. We all thought that was a big deal, and then uh, they've lost a couple of games since then. But 
Uh, still, you know, this is good. That's going to be a good one. Louisville, Kentucky will be a good one. Wake Forest, Duke, and then obviously LSU has to win that game if they want any shot at the playoffs. Uh, I mean, with and with the way, I mean, I heard Kirk or Herb Street talking about this. It definitely made a lot of sense. Uh, with the committee putting LSU at five and not having USC jump them, even though LSU is a two loss, that means that the committee is willing to put in a two loss SEC champion LSU into the playoffs. They're, they they will do it. All right, that's 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 what that tells me. But that means LSU has to win. But LSU has to win this game at Kyle Field at the home of the twelfth man. Uh, that's that's probably the most important game on this list for playoff implications. Uh, but I think it's going to be crazy. And I'm just going to let Isaac just talk about it just for a brief second. We'll we'll get on to the next thing. But what do you what do you see on this one, bro? Well, Mason, we've taken three in a row against A&M, and I've just got to say that you know I, I think it's going to be a good game. I think LSU's favored by ten. I like that. I, I think we'll cover the spread. We'll win by ten or two touchdowns. I like us to cover the spread. I think we have a good shot to do it. But A&M has nothing to lose, and they would love nothing more than to ruin our season in the rivalry game. So it's going to be a good game this weekend, but go Tigers, man. We're going into Kyle Field. We're coming in hard, coming in fast. Absolutely, dude. I think LSU's got this no problem. Obviously, the three of us picked LSU, and I think that's the safest bet. So, But yeah, man, rivalry week speed round. All right, guess what? We got another speed round for you. We did this one last year, and it was me and Joey. It's the battle for the bowl speed round. This is the absolute last chance. That some of these teams just have a chance at making a bowl. I mean, they are they are looking for a chance to make a bowl. So, all right, this is battle for the bowl speed round. Same thing. Isaac, are you ready? I am. Here we go. Three, two, one. Six and five Arkansas at five and six Missouri. We pig. Arkansas, one hundred percent. Joey has Arkansas. Five and six Georgia Tech at eleven and zero Georgia. Go dogs. Go dogs. Joey also has Georgia. Seven and five Western Kentucky at five and six Florida Atlantic. Western Kentucky. Western Kentucky, one hundred percent. Four and seven Kent State at five and six Buffalo. Buffalo. I got Buffalo. Joey has Buffalo. Five and six Rice at six and five North Texas. Rice. I got North Texas. Joey has North Texas. Five and six UAB at three and eight Louisiana Tech. UAB. UAB. Joey has UAB. Five and six UTEP at nine and two UTSA. UTSA. Definitely UTSA. Joey also has a UTSA. Five and six Michigan State at nine and two Penn State. We are. Yep, Penn State. Joey has Penn State. Five and six Southern Miss at four and seven UL Monroe. Southern Miss. Southern Miss, baby. Five and six Louisiana at four and seven Texas State. Go Cajuns. Louisiana. Joey has Louisiana. Six and five App State at five and six Georgia Southern. App State. Georgia Southern. Joey has App State. Seven and four, Pitt, and five and six, Miami. Pitt. Pitt, and Joey has Pitt. Woo! Man, I tell you what, these speed rounds are actually a little hard. You gotta think like that. It's like it's like you're just kind of picking on a whim. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm mainly picking on record, based on record. Uh, I mean, you look at these bowls, I don't think Missouri has a chance to get past Arkansas. I've said all year, you know, Missouri is not a bad team. They just can't finish. Uh, I don't think they get past a really good Arkansas team. Uh, there is no way in heck that the rambling wreck from Georgia Tech is going to Athens to the Classic City and winning some good old-fashioned hate and winning some clean old-fashioned hate. Georgia got that one on lock. Uh, I mean, I think I think FAU could knock off Western Kentucky, but it would take take a little bit to go to six and six. Uh, I think Buffalo can beat Kent State. I think you picked Rice. I picked North Texas. I don't think Rice can beat North Texas, uh, but you know it's really close. Uh, UAB should be able to beat a 3-8 and eight Louisiana Tech team. I don't think a 5-6 and six UTEP team can beat UTSA at 9-2. and two. 
I don't think Michigan State knocks off Penn State on the road. Uh, I think Southern Miss should have that one at Monroe. I think the Raging Cajuns could definitely beat the Texas State Wildcats. Uh, App State, I picked Georgia Southern on that one. It's at Georgia Southern. Georgia Southern is a good football team, and I think Georgia Southern could beat App State. And then, no, I do not see 5-6 and six Miami beating 7-4 and four Pitt, even though it's at home. So, that that's that's what I think, man. I think I think that I think some of those teams are gonna 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 go to the bowl, and I think some of them are just gonna have to settle for one last regular season game. So yeah, I agree with you, Mason. Yeah, a lot of good games on this schedule. I think Arkansas, like you said, they're gonna handle Missouri. Arkansas is a good team. They're a good team playing in the toughest division in the toughest conference college football. You've said it so many times this season, uh, but it wasn't until they played LSU that I thought they were. Uh, I gave them kind of a little bit more respect than they should have. And just to be clear, if KJ Jefferson played that game, we would have lost. Um, but then they handled Ole Miss. Uh, a couple of these other games, you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good weekend. Uh, the biggest one that I, I'm looking at is the App State and the Georgia Southern game, simply because I picked App, you picked Georgia Southern, and I gotta say, man, Georgia Southern plays App State close every single year. Like like App, like you know, I live in North Carolina and I live just a couple hours east of Boone. And every year, like Georgia Southern is a big game for App State. So this one's going to be a good one this weekend. I like the Mountaineers in this one, but um, I'm excited about that one. Probably more than anyone on this list because of the fact that Georgia Southern never fails to play App State closely. Yeah, and I think something else, too, that people want to look at and say is like, well, you know, Georgia Tech, they just, you know, knocked off number 13 North Carolina last week. They could put Georgia on upset alert. And I'm like, bro, you do realize that the last time we played in Athens, it was knocking off number one Tennessee, right? You think that ninety-three thousand fans are going to come in to Sanford Stadium and st- and and not beat Georgia Tech? No, we're beating Georgia Tech. I'm calling it now. They're not upsetting us. Now they might, might they might do some stupid stuff and expose our some holes in our defense early, but my boy Stetson, the mailman, he gonna roll. All right. He going to roll. He going to ball. He going to deliver like he always does. Does he make some stupid mistakes? 100%. Stetson Bennett. <laughs> like, led Juco in interceptions. But, nah, Stetson Bennett has proven himself time and time again. I trust Stet. I trust his ability. And I don't think that he would he would lose us a game to Georgia Tech. So, especially as much as he loves Georgia. All right, moving into our big Week 13, our Rivalry Week games. Got some big ones. Here they come. Thursday night, starting out on a Thursday night, Thanksgiving rivalry, the battle for the Golden Egg. Mississippi State at number 20, Ole Miss at 7 p.m. on ESPN. The spread, Ole Miss by two. This game's going to be close, man. It's going to be a close one. I mean, you know, you had Ole Miss. They're coming off a tough loss to Arkansas, and they dropped to 20. Mississippi State coming off a big win against ETSU last week, but... Miss State, they're looking for revenge after last year. You know, they had Ole Miss come to their house, to the home of the Cowbells, and we lost. This year, they get to go to Ole Miss. Maybe they get to return the favor. Either way, the spread is consistent. This is going to be a tough game. Isaac, you're picking first. Who you got? Well, Mason, this is a tough one because not only are these two teams, you know, in a rivalry game, but they're also one game apart in the West. Um, you know, Mississippi State at seven and four, Ole Miss at eight and three. Um, spreads two in favor of Ole Miss. The F- ESPN FPI is at sixty-two percent in favor of Ole Miss. 
But I got to tell you, man, I just do not trust Ole Miss's defense. I mean, this is a team that got not only beat by Arkansas last weekend, they got thrashed. And it's an Arkansas offense that has been pretty inconsistent for most of the year. And Arkansas is not a bad team, like I said, but they're not a great team. And they made Ole Miss look like an unranked team. So with that being said, the Egg Bowl is going to be a good one. I'm looking forward to enjoying some turkey and watching the Bulldogs go into Oxford and get this win. You are not making it easy for me. Okay. This one, like I said, it's going to be a tough game. I like what you said about Ole Miss's defense. They don't really have one. And it could have been that, you know, they were on the road last week. That's tough. SEC is a tough place to play. It's at Ole Miss this week. They got it by two. And I think that's why. I think they're, they're two-point favorite because it's at Ole Miss. This is really difficult because Will Rogers... Is one of the best quarterbacks the SEC has ever seen. He's got weapons. He knows how to use them. He can get downfield. But, man, Ole Miss does have an offense, too. And I think it's really going to come out to which defense is, is going to show up. And I think the Ole Miss fan base will show up. I'm really not confident in saying this, but I'm going to have to go with the Rebels to win this game. Even after the way they played last week, I think they bounce back, and I think they go for a nine-win season. I don't think that Lane Kiffin will allow them to take four losses I've seen the way that Mike Leach coaches, and he is already at four losses. So <laughs> we'll see what happens there. But no, I think the Rebels take this one. Joey is picking Mississippi State. He's picking Mississippi State on this one. I don't think that's a bad pick. I think that's a good pick. I I, I want to pick Mississippi State. But I but I, I got to go with my gut on this one, and sometimes it's wrong, and sometimes it's right. I got to pick the Rebels on this one it's going to be a good game though and like you said i'm i'm looking forward to enjoying some honey baked ham and watching this game okay i'm i'm the ham guy look turkey's okay all right but i don't care for thanksgiving it's ham day for mason okay cool the best two teams in the state of south carolina i mean i guess coastal's up there but still will carolina be up for the challenge especially after knocking off number 5 Tennessee just last weekend. The Palmetto Bowl, South Carolina at number 8 Clemson at 12 p.m. on ABC. Got the spread, the, the Vegas coming in, Clemson by 14 and a half. That's a big point spread for Clemson going up against a team that just beat Tennessee by 25. The number 5 team in the country by 25. A good Tennessee team. So, what are the playoff implications? Because there are some for this game. Clemson is not out of this yet. They're not out of the playoff conversation yet. And a lot of things have to happen, but they have a path. Okay, But this game is a must-win for Clemson. Clemson's won something like 29 games in a row in Death Valley. South Carolina could be the first one to knock them off. And I think if South Carolina plays exactly like they did against Tennessee, this game will be close. And South Carolina, they may come away with the W. Now, we talk about transitive property on this show, right? Like, well, this team, Team A played Team B, and then Team C played Team B, but Team A beat them worse than Team B did, or Team C did, right? We don't, we don't like to talk about that because teams can be hot at different times. And this is not a transitive property thing. This is a South Carolina is hot right now, okay? Now, you may think, well, they just went to Florida and lost by, you know, 40, almost 40. Yeah, but South Carolina beat number five, Tennessee, by 25 the next week at home. Ultimately, if the South Carolina offense rolls, this game is going to come down to defense. So can the Gamecock defense stand up to the Tiger offense? Maybe. 
I mean, they played pretty good against Tennessee. They had some passes over the middle. Their secondary did not look amazing. They played well, but not amazing. Can DJ Uyagalale, can he expose that secondary? Or is South Carolina going to roll into Clemson and take it? I'll tell you right now, Joey is picking Clemson. 100%. Duh. Because he's a Clemson fan. Joey's going to take Clemson in this one. But I'll tell you what. I'm calling the Gamecocks to get their first win against Clemson since 2013. I think Shane Beamer's got that team playing well. I think if they play exactly, like I said, if they play exactly like they did against Tennessee last week and they roll into Death Valley this Saturday at 12 o'clock, they're going to get the win. I'm calling the Gamecocks and Shane Bieber and Spencer Rattler and to carry on Joyner and Josh Van and all these dudes to roll in there and get the dub this Saturday. Go Cox, Spurs up. Man, this is a tough one now because you guys are split on me. You know, Mason, this is going to be a good game. It's always tough for you when we split, isn't it? It is, 100% every time. Uh, I don't know, man. You know, Clemson, I think 14.5 is very generous. I think that's probably due to the fact that it's at Clemson and South Carolina has not beat Clemson in quite some time. But uh, looking at this matchup, you know, South Carolina, they absolutely rolled last weekend in Columbia against Tennessee. And we could talk about, you know, part of that towards the end especially was because Hendon Hooker went out, but they dominated the entire game. I mean, they punched Tennessee in the mouth early. And I've got to say, Clemson has not proven to be consistent all season. It's no knock to them. They just haven't been. I don't know how much that you can pin on the quarterback. I personally pin a lot of it on on him. Um, but that's that's Dabo's decision. That's not, that's not on anybody else. But. With that being said, you know, Beamer Ball is going really well right now. Rattler had a career day. And I've got to say, given South Carolina's performance last weekend, if they can do it again, I think they'll knock off Clemson. And that's exactly why I'm going to go with the Cox as well. I think they're going to go into Clemson and get the win, pull off the upset, end the streak, and get their first win in the Battle of the Palmetto State. Look, Clemson's got a good defense. And I think that they, they very well may win this game. But I don't think they'll win it by two touchdowns. And all of this is definitely based on hopefully South Carolina playing exactly like they did last week. They're going to have a lot of confidence rolling into Clemson. This is exactly the thing that Clemson did not want them to have coming into this game. But I I also want to add this, Mason, on the flip side of what you just said. They have a lot of confidence, but it's almost like the other week with LSU and Arkansas. I said we have to prepare after Sunday. We have to prepare for for Arkansas after beating Bama, and whether or not the emotions were high or they were drained or whatever, we went into Fayetteville. And if it wouldn't be for Harold Perkins, we would have lost the game. And if, like I said, KJ Jefferson would have played, we would have lost the game. But I, I have to wonder if South Carolina lets their emotion boil over a little bit too much. They have too much turkey or ham, and they go into Clemson a little bit sluggish from the emotional toll of last weekend. I can't help but wonder if that'll be the case, but either way, I got the Cox. And that is another thing to think about, and that's a great point, Isaac. And you know what? I I honestly think that Shane Beamer is going to bring them back down to earth coming coming this week during practice, and I think they're going to – I really think they're going to roll into Death Valley, and you know what? At the very least, keep it close. It's not going to be 30-0 to like it was last year, okay? This is going to be a good game. I got South Carolina. You got South Carolina. Joey's got Clemson. Go figure. It's going to be a good game. A game of, whoa, did that just happen? Am I really seeing what I'm seeing right now? Or, yeah, that went exactly like I thought it would. The Iron Bowl. 
Auburn at number seven, Alabama at 3.30 p.m. on CBS. CBS Game of the Week. Possibly the greatest rivalry in the Southeastern Conference. A game full of emotion, energy, and tradition that is so hard to predict because of its sheer force of will. Like literally trying to bend iron. This is going to be... Can't even say what it's going to be because you never know because it's the Iron Bowl. Sometimes it's Alabama absolutely destroying Auburn. In some years, it's Auburn winning on a freak, uh, get a missed field goal in the end zone and run it back for a touchdown. We all know the kick six. Or it's you know Auburn coming in, being a, not even ranked, and knocking off a top 10 Alabama. You know It could be anything. The spread coming in is Alabama negative 22. I think that that's... A little generous, but I think definitely possible. You know, I think I think something to talk about is Cadillac Williams. Coming into this game, it's Cadillac Williams. Cadillac Williams has literally put the heart back in Auburn football. Uh, with, I mean, with the emotion in this Auburn team, Cadillac really, I mean, he could have these boys ready to play. So the Auburn side is really, it's all about emotion. It's about heart. Will they show up and, and really want this enough to win the Iron Bowl? Is it going to be sheer force of will? Is it going to be determination and emotion that wins in this game? Or is it just, or is there lack of talent and togetherness going to lose in this game? On the Alabama side. Now, Bryce Young has some people to throw to, but not if they're covered. We've seen a lot that if his weapons are covered up, he has to give it to running backs. And guess what? When they face a good defense with a good front seven, their running backs have a, have a struggle too. So I say if Bryce Young has no weapons, if, I say Bryce Young has no weapons if they're covered. If the Auburn secondary plays really well, this could be interesting. I think Auburn can expose Alabama's secondary just like Tennessee did. But also, if Auburn secondary doesn't play well, then this is going to be a, a long pass game for Bryce Young. And I think that this game's honestly, it's going to be a battle of secondaries. Uh, I think Robbie Ashford could definitely make some passes. I think this is going to be a really interesting game. And this is my pick. And I am going, I mean, just, you know what? Cadillac Williams and the way he's got that Auburn team plan. I got no choice, bro. I got to go with Alabama. Sorry, guys. I had to do it to you. Even on rivalry week, Uno reverse. Nah. Uh, I, got, I got the Crimson Tide. Look, I, I love what Cadillac Williams is doing. I really hope that they're considering him uh, in the coach search for the next head coach at Auburn. Uh, I mean, he loves the program. He's a great guy. I, re- I mean, I think that he could get the team turned around, but I don't think not enough this year to beat Bama. I got the Tide. I think they'll roll. I think that they'll win by 17. Who you got, Isaac? I'm going to start this by saying I'm going to channel my inner Connor Smith. I'm not a Tennessee fan, but I do hate Alabama. Amen, brother. Uh, I think the I think the Iron Bowl is going to be a good one, man. And even on the down years, you know, Auburn was kind of spotty last season. They had Bo Nix. Uh, I call him Twinkle Toes because of the way he played against LSU. But, you know. Good old Bo Picks. You know, they had a, they, they played it really close the whole time. And it took it to overtime, and Alabama was eventually able to pull out the win. You know, last season the Iron Bowl was really good. This season Auburn's a totally different team. You know, different. That right now they have an, inter, an interim coach, they have a new quarterback. Everything is different. Uh, Alabama, on the other hand, you know, same quarterback, Bryce Young. I mean, Heisman, you know, defending Heisman champion or whatever. Um, 
I don't know, man. I think it's going to be a good one. Like you said, I think if, if Auburn shows up and plays, they have to play really hard. I mean, they have to play harder than they have, than they have all year because it's at Bryant-Denny and they're playing a top-10 Alabama team. Uh, with that being said, I've got to go with the Tide. I think they'll roll in this one. I think 22 might be a little high. If Auburn can play – if Auburn plays well, I think that Alabama by two touchdowns, but in all reality, probably by 17 or 21. I don't think they're covering the spread, but I think two to three touchdowns or two touchdowns on a field goal is a more realistic set, uh, score. Uh, but I think Bryce Young will probably be able to, to read that defense really well, and uh, I think they'll, they'll send Auburn back across town with a loss. Definitely, and Joey is picking Alabama probably for the same reasons that we are. But I got to say, one factor in the Iron Bowl every year, uh, I mean, it doesn't get overlooked, but it's just got to be mentioned, is where they play this game. A lot of the past, in probably like the past five or six years, every time that they've played at Auburn, Auburn's won. And every time they've played in Bryant-Denny, they've Alabama's won. So this game really, the winner of this game really heavily depends too on where the game is being played. Jordan Hare is a really tough place to play. Bryant Denny is a really tough place to play. So that's another reason why I got Alabama because it's in Bryant Denny this year. Back at the last time that the last time that Auburn played in Bryant Denny was 2020. Auburn sucked that year too. That was the year they fired Gus Malzahn. We saw how that one turned out. I think it's similar, but yeah, I say Bama by two touchdowns and a field goal. Truly a game that will be a battle. The Civil War, as they like to call it. Number 9, Oregon at 21. Oregon State at 3.30 p.m. on ABC. Oregon hanging on for dear life, trying to make their dreams of a Pac-12 championship come true, while Oregon State tries to cush those dreams. Oh, boy. The spread, Oregon by 3. Wow. Will this game really be that close? I mean... There's not really any playoff implications here, but there's definitely still championship implications. Oregon wins. They've clinched the Pac-12 championship. They're going to face USC if they win. Oregon loses, and Washington wins. Washington goes on to face USC in the Pac-12 ship uh, because Washington is a two-loss team in the Pac-12, and Oregon is a one-loss team in the Pac-12. But guess what? Oregon gets another loss in the Pac-12, Washington got the head-to-head, they're going. Oregon State, they're not looking for anything here. They're just looking for bragging rights, and they're trying to be in the final playoff rankings. Oregon doesn't really have a shot to make the playoffs anymore because they're a two-loss team, and that's kind of a belief of mine that no two-loss team can make the playoffs. Obviously, earlier we saw that LSU may be an exception if they beat Texas A&M this weekend and then beat Georgia in the SEC Championship next weekend. But I don't think a two-loss Alabama can make it. I don't think a two-loss Oregon can make it. So, Isaac, this one's going to be weird. It's going to be close. Who you got? Well, Mason, let me just say this. Oregon, I wish they were still in the playoff race, but they're not. Uh, I think this will be a good one. You know, Oregon State has has played you know fairly well throughout the year. You know, they're a top twenty-five team. Oregon's played really well outside of the Washington loss. Uh, and the Georgia butt whooping. Um, you know, I would love to see Oregon win this game and go on to the Pac-12 championship to face USC. I think it'll be. I think it's a very good possibility. I think that the Pac-12 has been a lot more interesting this year than what it has been in years past, and what we what we've come to expect with USC, uh, Oregon, uh, Utah, uh, UCLA. You know, four squads from the Pac-12 that have been really strong all season. Uh, but with all that being said. 
I like the Ducks in this one. I like the Ducks to probably take it. I think they'll cover the spread. I like the Ducks by a touchdown. Uh, I think Bo Nix is going to lead the Ducks to a win this weekend against Oregon State, and I think that Oregon's going to finish strong as a top-10 team and go to the Pac-12 championship for a matchup against USC that will ultimately determine if the Pac-12 will have a shot at the at the CFP after all. Yeah, you kind of hit the nail right on the head talking about the Pac-12. That, that, that's that been like the crazy mix-up conference this year because everybody's been trying to vie for a spot, and almost like the top five teams in the Pac-12 have all been able to like make the Pac-12 championship in the last couple weeks. They've like they've all had a chance to do it. Some of them have been destroyed. But with that being said, this this game is interesting because I mean Oregon State has some impressive wins. They've beat they almost beat USC, uh, but they're they're at home this weekend. So this could be interesting, but it won't. This is going to be Oregon. They're covering the spread. I think Oregon's defense is playing well. I think that I think this was going to probably look a little more like Oregon UCLA, like we talked about last week. I think Oregon is going to go in, and I think that they're going to beat up on Oregon State, probably win by 20. So I definitely call Oregon to cover the spread on that one. Who knows? They they may only win by a touchdown, but I, I got Oregon on that one. I don't think it's close. And Joey is picking Oregon as well for a TVD triple pick. There you go. There's another one. Uh, it's going to be an interesting game, but... We'll see what happens. Iowa State at number four, TCU at 4 p.m. on Fox. What more can you ask for? Last week, we said that uh, TCU would destroy Baylor, and uh, boy, were we wrong. <laughs> they showed up in Waco, and boy, did they barely escape with a... I mean, that, that was a crazy ending. I don't know if you got to see it. I mean, I watched it live. Yeah, I watched it live right outside of the wedding venue I was going to, and... <laughs> Right when it happened, they run the ball on third and seven with, like, no timeouts and 20 seconds left. The clock continues to roll. They run the offense off. They run the defense. or They run the kicking team on. And with three seconds left, boom, they kick a field goal right through the uprights. Griffin Kell, man, the freaking man. He, he won that game for them after, I mean, a lackluster performance by the offense who had to come back again. Uh, this is that. Uh, ooh, woo, it was close. But Iowa State, TCU. Could this be a game? Iowa State has a pretty great defense, but they can't really show for it being 4-7. and seven. It's that offense. The spread is TCU by 10. I think that's fair. I think that's a really fair spread. I think it could be more. The playoff implications. This is a must-win game for TCU. But, I mean, now that Tennessee has dropped another game, there's some leeway. But if they lose, they would need USC to lose to Notre Dame, and they would need Clemson to lose to South Carolina. But these are all things that are possible. Clemson could lose to South Carolina. USC could lose to Notre Dame. But, yeah, TCU needs to win this. And if they lose this, they must win the Big 12 championship. That's the only way they're going to get in with one loss. Iowa State, just like a lot of these other teams, are just looking for bragging rights as they attempt to knock TCU out of the playoffs. But here's something that I got to say about TCU. They are resilient. Sonny Dykes is a good coach. I mean, they are 11-0 and in, their, in his first year of coaching. And it's like Boo Corrigan from the CFP committee said. He said they've had to fight their way back several times. And they have. But they've won games against tough opponents in, a, in some tough situations. And that is what matters. Win out, and they're in. Lose, and you let USC and LSU and Clemson decide your fate. That's what happens. So... 
this one, this this is a crazy. I, I don't think this one's gonna be that crazy. I'm pretty sure I know who we're all picking. Joey is picking TCU to win this. I am picking TCU to win this. And Isaac, do you have TCU with Iowa State going to play in Fort Worth? I do. I have the Horn Frogs. Absolutely, the Horn Frogs. But here's my question: Do you have the Horn Frogs to cover the spread? Absolutely. I think the Horn Frogs win by at least two touchdowns. Wow. Here's my thing. Iowa State really does have a good defense. They've had some close games, especially like they, you know they got one against Kansas, and uh, even one against Texas. I say TCU does not cover the spread. Actually, I think they win by seven to seven to nine. I think they win by seven to nine. I don't think they get the full ten. Uh, I hope so, but I hope I'm wrong on that spread. But that's what I got, and that's what Joey has. Another TBD triple pick. That one not terribly hard. The Country Music Bowl. Number 10, Tennessee at Vanderbilt at 7.30 p.m. on SEC Network. Could this be upset alert? I mean, Vandy has won two conference games in a row since their last conference win in 2019. Tennessee just got the brakes beat off them by a 6-3 middle-of-the-road South Carolina team. Plus, they lost Hendon Hooker. And I just want to say this about Hendon Hooker. When I saw that injury happen, I was really hoping it wasn't an ACL tear. Unfortunately, it was. Hendon Hooker is out for the season, and I really hate that for him because Hendon Hooker is a stand-up guy. He loves the sport. He's a, I mean, he's one of the reasons the sport is so great, and I, I really hate that for him. Hendon Hooker is the man. I hate that he's a Vol. You know, he wears he wears a terrible shade of orange, but either way, I, I like the guy a lot. Stand-up guy. Awesome. I hate that that happened for him, and you know, here at TBD Sportscast, we'll, we'll be praying for a quick and speedy recovery. We hope this does not affect his draft stock. And uh, we just, you know, we're, we're praying for that. So Hendon Hooker is out, though, for the rest of the season. Now, Milton is good, but he's not Hooker. This could be a game of disaster for Tennessee. Or do they bounce back? The spread is Tennessee at negative 14. With no Hendon Hooker, I think that's a little generous, especially the way that Vandy's been playing. The implications in this game, well, there's not, there's not any playoff implications. Two-loss team. There is no SEC championship implications because Georgia and LSU already have that locked up. So obviously they're out of playoff contention, out of championship contention. And Vandy is too, duh. This game is just for bragging rights. Tennessee aiming for a 10-win season, which is definitely within their grasp, and Vandy looking for that sweet, sweet victory of a third conference win in a row against the number 10 team in the country. I'm sure they'd love to have that. What does it come down to? Honestly, luck. <laughs> nah, nah, it's not. It's just whichever team decides to show up. We've seen a lot of bad come from Vandy. And we've also seen a lot of good coming from Vandy. They're hot right now. We have seen a lot of good come from Tennessee. We are seeing a lot of bad coming from them right now. So honestly, which team's hot? I, I, I mean, I, I would have a hard time going with Vandy. Because, I mean, Josh Heupel's a good coach in Tennessee. I mean, they're still a good football team, and I think Milton's a good backup. So I'm not going to lie to you. I just got to, you know what, I'm just going to do it. I got to go with Vanderbilt to beat Tennessee at home, baby. Commodores at home beating Tennessee. I told y'all, record be darned. I got y'all with the Uno reverse again. I got to go with Vandy on this one. I just think they're hot right now. I think that they have what it takes uh, I mean, who knows? Tennessee could come out and smoke them by like 30. That would not I would not be surprised by that. 
uh, because that's just Vandy for you. But think about this, too. If Vandy wins this game, they're bowl eligible. So I said it two weeks ago. I said they got to get past Florida, and they got to get past Tennessee. Well, guess what? They got past Florida. <laughs> now they just got to get past Tennessee without Hendon Hooker. This is what they've been dreaming of. They can do this. I, I firmly believe that they can do this. They beat Kentucky on the road, which Georgia proved is a tough environment to play in, and it was you know really cold and rainy and windy. And then they beat Florida at home last week by a touchdown. I think this is going to be a close game. I don't think Tennessee wins this by 14. I think I think Vanderbilt wins it by three. I think they win on a late field goal. That's my that's my prediction. I'm I am you know what? I'm confident in it. I'm confident in the doors. I think they'll get it done. Isaac, who you got? Well, Mason. First of all, let me just uh, apologize to the to the listeners because you hit them with the inner reverse not once but twice. I'm just kidding. So I think this will be a good one, man. I think Vandy has a good shot to play it close. I don't like the spread. I think 14 is way too high for Tennessee. Vanderbilt coming off, you know, back-to-back conference wins, big win against Kentucky, and then a big win against Florida. And we can all say, well, Florida's having a rebuilding year, but the fact of the matter is that Vanderbilt has been mid for several years now. You know, you haven't hasn't hadn't won a conference game in almost three seasons up until they they played Kentucky last or weekend before last. Um, so with that being said, I think Vanderbilt's on a good run right now, and that's why I'm also going to go with the Tennessee Volunteers uh, to get the win in Nashville. I think they'll probably pull it off, but I don't think they'll cover the spread. I like them by a field goal or a touchdown at most. It will not be double digits. I think the Volunteers will be able to squeak it out, but Vanderbilt, I think, will give them a run for everything they're worth and uh, make them prove they're a top-10 team, which sounds bad playing Vandy, but... That's just the way I see it, given that Hendon Hooker is out and that this year is not actually Tennessee's year, despite uh, contrary, to po- contrary to popular belief. Yeah, and Joey is picking Tennessee, but I got to say, look, I, I picked I picked Florida over Vandy last week. I'm not doing that again. I'm picking Vandy this week. So, look, I'm going to pick Vandy. The last time I picked Vandy, I think I picked him to beat Wake Forest. That obviously did not happen. Uh, I think I think it would happen now. But I think I think I think like you said, no matter what, Vandy's going to give Tennessee a run for their money. But I wouldn't be surprised if Tennessee won by like thirty. But I also wouldn't be surprised if Vandy won. It's an interesting week in college football. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Fifteen Notre Dame at number seven USC, seven thirty p.m. on ABC. This game is going to be intense. It's going to be fun. It's going to be close. USC is favored. By five and a half. This is a must win for USC. They've already punched their ticket to the Pac-12 championship, but they have not punched it to the playoffs. They're still bidding on that one. If they lose this game, it's bye-bye to the playoffs. They no longer control their destiny. I'm, I'm saying that no two-loss team is getting in besides LSU. Because LSU can make it, I think, if they win the SEC championship. Notre Dame, well, said it all year. The only thing consistent about Notre Dame is how inconsistent they are. Now, they're on a winning streak right now. They're playing well. They're wanting to win this game to prove something. They want to prove that Marcus Freeman can stand up and coach in this day of college football. They want to win. It's up to them. If they win, what do they get? They knock USC out of the playoffs, and they prove themselves to be a good football team. Now, we really like Marcus Freeman over here at TBD Sportscast. Now, we hate Notre Dame. That's just mainly because the committee always puts them in, and they're always overrated. But... We like Marcus Freeman. So I think that this definitely could be a close game. But ultimately, it is Joey's pick first. 
Joey's picking Notre Dame. Joey is picking Notre Dame to knock off the Trojans. That that I think that's a fair pick. I think that, like I said, it's going to be close. It's going to be fun. It's going to be heart pounding. I I think that this is going to be a good game. I don't think that either. That, this is not going to be a blowout from either team. Something I really like about USC is Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams is a good freaking quarterback. No matter what anybody says, he escapes the pocket well. He plays well. He makes smart decisions, and he does not get sacked. But has USC really played a defense? I think the best defense that USC's played all year is Oregon State when it was 17 to 14. Is Notre Dame's defense good enough to knock off USC? Yes. Notre Dame beats USC. They cover the spread. I got Notre Dame in this one. Go Irish. Because I don't like Lincoln Riley and I really hope they don't make the playoffs. So bye bye, USC. Welcome to it, Notre Dame. Who you got, Isaac? I second that, Mason. Lincoln Riley, you know, he's a snake. Mm. I'll just leave it at that. Amen. I don't want to yeah. you know, I don't I don't want to I don't want to run my opinion up the wall, but I'm not a fan of Lincoln Riley. Uh, you know, I don't hate USC, but I, I don't think that they're who they're cracked up to be being a top seven team. With that being said, like you said, Notre Dame's been really inconsistent. Now Marcus Freeman's got them turned around from the beginning of the year. You know, they're eight and three right now, and it had if they would have righted the ship in week one. I think it's a very good chance they'd be a nine or a ten win team right now, maybe even pushing pushing the envelope you know, as a one loss or maybe even a zero loss team, uh, making a playoff push as an independent. But that's not the case. But for this weekend, I'm going to go with the Irish. I think they're going to go into Southern California and get the win. I like the Irish by a touchdown, and they'll cover the spread. And I think they'll put an end to USC's playoff run and ultimately set up a lot of chaos uh, in the top in the top six teams when it comes to the CFP run and everything else. I honestly did not expect a TBD triple pick on this game. I expected somebody to pick USC. Um, but I'm kind of being like Joey in 2020 in our season one of TBD, our inaugural season. I wouldn't. He would not pick USC. I'm not doing that either. <laughs> I didn't pick him last weekend. I probably should have. But I'm picking Notre Dame to knock off USC this weekend. So are you. So is Joey. So that's the TBD pick is USC to get knocked off by Notre Dame. The Apple Cup. It's definitely fall now. I could go for some good apple cider, especially while watching this game. Number 13, Washington at Washington State at 10.30 p.m. on ESPN. We got a late Pac-12 game, which could have some implications. Obviously, neither of these teams are going to the playoffs. That's out of the question. But if Oregon loses and Washington wins, the Huskies could see themselves playing USC in the Pac-12 championship. Like he said earlier, they got the head-to-head against Oregon. It'd be tied in the Pac-12. If Oregon wins, then it's just bragging rights for another year. That's all Washington State is looking for is the bragging rights of beating Washington, knocking off a ranked team. So I guess I got to go first. I got Washington. I think Washington State's a good football team. I think they got a good defense. But Michael Penix Jr. has been rolling. They've been playing really good football. They just obviously knocked off Oregon a couple weeks ago. Uh, And I I honestly, I like Washington. I'm going to go with Washington. You got Isaac. Well, Mason, I like the I like what you had to say. Now, granted, I don't know on what planet twenty eight degrees is fall, but I leave it for another day. Um, I think it'll be a good game. You know, I think it, obviously a good a good rivalry out of the Pac twelve. Another one, I should say, Pac twelve this year, man, has been strong. Um, but all that said, you know, Washington has a head to head of Oregon. If Oregon loses, 
Um, but I don't think the Ducks are going to lose. But that's not the game we're picking right now. I'm going to go with the Huskies in this one. I think they'll go. I think they'll they'll visit Washington State and get the win this weekend and uh, cap off a good Saturday of football. Absolutely, man. And Joey is also picking Washington for another TBD triple pick. Uh, I, I not not much to say about this one. I don't think it's going to be that close. I think I think that the Huskies have it. I don't think they'll have any problem at all. Well, that is this episode of TBD Sportscast College Football. Uh, you know what? We're super excited about Rivalry Week. We hope you guys are too, and we hope you enjoyed listening. We hope you guys can make your own predictions, and uh, heck, yeah, go dogs, Go Tigers. No matter what team you pull for, if you're on God's side, you're always on the winning team. We want you to know that John 3.16 tells us, For God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. God loves you. He created you. He wants a relationship with you. And I promise the only truth that we have to stand on is the truth of Jesus and the truth of the gospel, that we are sinners, that we sinned against God, and we chose that. We chose to sin against God who loved us, and he loved us so much that he sent his only son to die for us, to bridge the gap between us and God through the sin that we had created. I promise that that is the truth. If you don't have Jesus, you need him because he loves you and he wants to know you. If you ever want to talk to us about that, because salvation in Jesus is very close to the heart of TBD Sportscast, we love sharing the gospel while talking about college football. If you ever have any questions about that, you can reach out to us by hitting us up on our Instagram DMs, send us a message on Facebook, or just leave a comment on this YouTube video, and we will always get back to you. And just because Jesus loves you, we're praying for you guys, and we want you to know Jesus. We will see you next week after Rivalry Week. And don't forget, go vote on the TBD Sportscast College Football Awards Show voting link in the bio in our Instagram, on Facebook, and in the description of this YouTube video. We hope that you guys will vote. Share this with all your football-loving friends. And uh, we'll see you next week. Later. Bye-bye.